freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Salk. I don't read the internet, guys. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. Take the bull by the hands. On Seattle Sports Station. And Brooke Roar, you are. And Brooke, you are. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Salk. Oh, man. I'm going to play you this sound here in a minute, and it'll lead into the strangest but most predictable story of the day, of course, but... I got a text last night from a, a friend of mine who I've gotten to know here over the last couple of years. Actually, he's my contractor who helped us with our uh, remodel over the last couple of years. And uh, he texts me. He says, hey, what's the deal with that bull by the hands thing that you guys play in the show? What's the, what, what's the genesis of that drop? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's my wife, Heather, years ago, right? When she came into the studio and she was on the mic for the first time, she got a little nervous and she was trying to talk about whether or not this guy, you know, this guy had texted in looking for advice on the fact that his wife was kind of growing a mustache and oh, he was wow. like, okay, how do I deal with this? And so we were getting all sorts of different suggestions and Heather's suggestion was that, you know, he just needed to come out and tell her. And so she said, yeah, you just got to take the bull by the hands and go tell her. <laughs> and, of course, the texts immediately start coming, flooding in, right? Just saying, bulls have hands? Oh, my God, right? And so we cut it. And sure for years, whenever we would mention her name, Howdy would drop the little love, uh, take the bull by the hands. Anyway, so I tell him this. I'm like, yeah, that was actually Heather who said, take the bull by the hands. And he's like, oh, my God, I thought it was another host at the station. Like, that's terrible. We were having a whole conversation about people messing up sayings like that. And uh, somebody in the call ended up bringing up Take the Bull by the Hand. So poor Heather. It's never going to (laughs) die. She's going to deal with that for the rest of her life. Um, Brock, this is not a surprise. And yet it's funny. Aaron Rodgers uh, needs to make a decision. He's got to decide if he's playing and for whom. Right. Oh, yeah. So uh, he's got his own unique way of making that decision, as he told the Pat McAfee show yesterday. That's why I think it's going to be important um, to get through this week and then, uh, you know, to uh, to take my, uh, you know, my isolation retreat and just to be able to contemplate all things, uh, my future and then uh, and then make a decision that I feel like is it's best for me moving forward and in the highest interest of my happiness and then, uh, and then move forward. You're what now? What's isolation for you? We're just going into a cave. Are you not going to talk? You're not going to speak one of those things? Yeah. Is it just you in Ooh. there? And if you're just in there alone, do you know how many days you're in there? Are you taking an iPad, a book? Are we able to reach you? What? Is there it's, uh, it's four nights of uh, complete. Remember when you were, when we were taught Brock to only ask one question at once. That was like 30 questions oh, yeah. in five seconds. It's warranted. What? You go to Alaska? Not Alaska. No, I've been to Alaska. That's a beautiful state. That's a Are you locked in? Where is it? You're not locked in. No, you can you can leave if you if you you know you can't do it. You can just walk out the door. But it's uh, it's a darkness retreat. Wow. And I've had you know a number of friends who've done it and had some profound uh, experiences. And it's something that's been on my radar for a few years now. And I felt like it'd be awesome to do regardless of where I was leaning after this season so it's been on the calendar for uh months and months and months yeah i got that on my iphone too it's it's just on the calendar oh that's my darkness retreat <laughs> of course yeah. well you you get that for about an hour and a half every friend. afternoon yeah i take a nap but oh i'm sorry I, no play that again play that again gosh i'm sorry so good talking over simon garfunkel 
Because a vision softly creeping. Okay. It's time to get personal. <laughs> oh. Wait, see, I was personal? picturing it more yep. like this. I was picturing that it's a hint because people have been thinking he's going to the Raiders. Mm. Oh, the dark. Knew the power of dark side. You think it's about the dark side? Huh. Like Sean Payton wearing the orange tie True. in his final time mm. at Fox. Which like, oh, was a hint. I saw yeah. his uh, I saw his yeah. wife wearing an orange shirt for the big press conference and all that. So a little they're, darkness here, a little play on the death, the death star out there in Vegas. Doesn't it sound like he's sort of choosing to go into like um, the hole? Like he's yes. like he's in yes. jail, like he's in prison, and he's yes. choosing like yep. solitary confinement. solitary confinement. That's right, right. That's my isolation. Okay, let's get a little. Let's peel in. Let's peel it back a little bit okay. right now. All right. I mean, this is stuff that's going to happen when we're down in Peoria in a few weeks, right? And our car rides together, our time together, personal time, dinner on the golf course. All right. Let's 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 ask the question, Justin Mora. Mm-hmm. Weirdest thing that you've ever personally done, like this. Like, uh, what was the cleanse that, what was the name of that cleanse more that he did last year? Panchakarma. He did the Panchakarma cleanse. They induce vomiting. There's enemas. Uh, uh-huh. 12 days of just a lot of. <laughs> so the Panchakarma. The par- so Panchakarma was the Panchakarma. Got it. <laughs> no, no. I read oh. about it last Sorry, time. I thought Brock was asking what you had done. <laughs> no, the Panchakarma got him back to Green Bay for another year. So uh, that's what mm. that did. Now, did you, have, have you guys ever personally chosen to do something a little outside the box like this i I spent a lot of time a friend of mine opened an isolation tank float tanks the sensory deprivation tanks where you get in salt water and you Uh have total silence and darkness and you the water's the same temperature as your skin so over time you don't know where the water ends and the air begins and you're just floating like perfectly suspended i've done that and i did it for several weeks and would like journal after it what you remember and um, oh. It was really, really great. I loved it, honestly. Oh, interesting. You start seeing things like your brain doesn't have anything to do, so it starts processing other stuff. And I started hearing music. I started seeing like some kaleidoscope-style visuals. I loved it, but it is not cheap. <laughs> yeah, those didn't. Sur- I, those haven't endured, right? I've seen that people still tried to operate them, but they're pretty pricey. That yeah. sounds like hell. Oh, I loved it. Oh, it was fantastic. That sounds like an alternate version of of <laughs> just hell. I don't know what other word to you use like to describe si- it. It's like the greatest silent nap you've ever had. Sometimes some people fall asleep. When I was in high school, my freshman year of high school, it, when like half the school was new, they brought us all out to the woods to sleep at, like up in the woods in New Hampshire for like 10 days or something before school started. And so, you know, we were in tents and we were in groups and then one night they said, "All right, we can go do a solo." Outside in the woods, right? You go, you take your small one-man tent, you go out in the woods, and you spend the entire night by yourself, right? And everyone will be spaced out far enough so that nobody will have to see each other. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you're going to go on solo? Like, well, I don't be a wuss. Of course I'm going to go out on solo. <laughs> so I go out there. You know how long I made it before all of us met up together and spent the entire evening hanging out? Two hours. Like 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes before I was like, I'm going to wander over there and see what Jess is doing. And I know Nicholas down the street and I know my buddy Dave's over here. Like, are you afraid of your inner thoughts? Absolutely. (laughs) Who isn't? I don't trust anybody who's not afraid of their inner thoughts. I love Justin. You talk about how meaningful. It was great. And Salk's first word is hell. Yes. Terrible.
Hades. More, have you done anything like this at all, or am I the only crazy person, apparently? I mean, I've tried yoga before. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. I don't know. I had to do a confirm. I uh, grew up going to Catholic school. I had to do a confirmation retreat before I got mm-hmm. confirmed, and we had to, like, stay in a cabin, and they had us do exercises where we would, like, walk out into the woods and journal and stuff. That's probably the closest, but it mm. wasn't, we didn't, you know, we didn't do any isolation or darkness or anything. What do you think, Brock? What do you think Brett Favre thinks of this? I was just thinking of those two guys in a quarterback room together as long as they were, right? For a couple of years while Favre was going through his own will I, won't I, etc. And Rodgers was there to replace him. What does Brett Favre think about Aaron Rodgers? You know what I think? I think that is the perfect. (laughs) All I think is Hattiesburg and Berkeley. Right. That's, I mean, they could not be further apart in every way. And these two cats who do have, you know, the same kind of drama to them. They do, they do like, they do like creating this, but one of them did did from Hattiesburg and one of them does it from Berkeley and they could not be more different yet aligned. It it, it really is a riot. Just seeing something must happen to you as the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers that just takes you way out of the norm. It's funny because Rogers doesn't sound nuts. Like, you listen to him talk, and you watch him at the AT&T Pro-Am. Like, so much of him seems normal. He's a chameleon. And then he does this. Right. Can we he's- acknowledge, though, that it is okay and it is cool to see, especially guys who play sports like football, and we've talked about this with KJ and Cliff, be so open about exploring, like, their own mental health. Yes. But also, you can still have some fun with the fact that it, like, has tremendous implications for a bunch of other people around him. Right? Like... <laughs> Part of this, this the look well, at me selfishness it, like, of this is You need to do something that makes you hallucinate every year to figure out if you want to play football or not, or if you want to go to another Ridiculous. team. Like, it's dramatic. Yeah, I got to make a decision. Time to go out in the woods for four days and be in the darkness so that I can figure out if I still like doing my job of making $60 million a year. Get over yourself, Aaron Rodgers. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, as we continue to zero in on that date in late April when the Seahawks will start to rebuild this team, uh, we got another mock draft yesterday. They keep coming out, and all of them seem to have some things in common, right? And in so many of them, Brock, it's the same four guys that go one, two, three, and four in some order. And unfortunately, you know, (laughs) That is two best quarterbacks on the board, the best defensive end on the board, and the best defensive tackle. And so put Lance Zerline in the category of people, which is growing, that says the Seahawks at number five will end up going with Tyree Wilson, pass rusher out of Texas Tech, who he says is a difference maker. I think Tyree Wilson is that kind of guy. He's got Seahawk written all over him, potentially as early as five. He's long. He's athletic. Needs to get a little tougher against the run. We're talking about a guy who's 6'6", who's just continuing to grow into his frame like he you see him flash and you say wow he's just scratching the surface i like that term i think we're going to use it i think i'm going to steal that over the next two plus months he's got seahawk written all over him Mm. and after last year's class where you saw what seahawks were and uh, ESPN put together a good little piece redrafting last year's draft if we know now knowing now what we could have known then what would the draft have looked like well Tariq Woolen would have gone from 153 in the fifth round of the Seahawks to number three to the Houston Texas to the Houston Texans and you know what he has Seahawks all over him and, and boy Mafia has Seahawks written all over him and Ken Walker has Seahawks written all over him and Abe Lucas has Seahawks written all over him mm-hmm. I kind of like that term 
And over the next few months, we're going to try to figure out just who the next Seahawk written all over him really well, is. Well, by the way, at number 20, he goes with Minnesota center John Michael Oh, he's Smith. got Seahawk written all over Does him. Does he? He's a big old boy. <laughs> And he's a mover of people. You don't see that that often at center. Generally, those guys, as you've told me, can be a little undersized. So they can. A little curious to see him with a big old people mover at the center spot for number 20. Here's the second thing you need to know. Yeah, just a, just a rough night for the Kraken. I'm a little mad at them. You know what? I, I didn't want to watch the State of the Union last night, but after the Kraken kind of piddled away my evening, I was like, well, there's nothing else to do now. My kids were out. I was like, well... I guess I'll watch State of the Union, which is where I learned that Bono is starting to look like Getty Lee. That definitely surprised me. That was an unexpected thing to learn at the State of the Union. But Kraken looked terrible. They were blown out on Long Island. The Islanders just took them to the shed early, uh, capitalized on every mistake, and there were plenty of them. And then we heard Jaden Schwartz afterwards say uh, they were a little tired. A little bit off today, a little bit tired. And, um, you know, like I said, long, long travel back to Seattle and long travel here. So, um, you know, we don't want to use it too much of an excuse, but we know we got a lot better than that, and we'll get our energy tomorrow and look at a few things and regroup. I mean, setting aside sort of the whole idea of whether they were tired after 10 days off, the the last part, I think, is true. That wasn't their best effort. They can do better than that. I'm glad he recognizes that, and hopefully we'll see that tomorrow in New Jersey. Uh, they're going to have to, because this is not an easy road trip. I mean, the last one they went on, we referenced this yesterday, was a historic one. And it was a mighty run through a lot of very talented teams, but this is as well. And and now you'll go into New Jersey tomorrow night, a team that you have beaten a few times at your place, and you know uh, you're looking up to them in the point standings anyway. Different divisions, different conference, what have you. Uh, but they're a talented team, and this is going to be a bunch of talented teams they will have to face on this five-game road trip. Game number one, not so good. Uh, let's turn it around, boys. Yeah, a little injury last night as well. Andre Burakovsky left the game early. That's a huge bummer. And then I watched Jacob Megna, the new guy. Big, a little slow. So kind of mm. curious to see how that, I mean, that may have just been night one. I don't want to pass judgment after just watching him play his first game with this team. And hopefully as he gets comfortable, he plays the game a little bit quicker. But he and Carson Soucy were minus two yesterday. That's not really what you're looking for. Here's the third thing you need to know. Well, biggest story last night, certainly online for any, you know, just general national sports fan. LeBron James, your all-time NBA scoring leader. LeBron James, a shot in history. And he handled it very well and spoke. Do you like that they stopped the game for it? How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think it's absolutely worthy of stopping the game, especially with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the building. Yeah, a lot of people were upset about that. No. That didn't bother me at all. Well, I mean, I was upset about the F-bomb. I don't think I mean, that was that. unnecessary. It was yeah. the wrong spot for that. Yeah, probably not what you're looking for yeah. uh, at all. But pretty darn impressive to pass Kareem. He was in the building. And then, you know, just to put it into context, there's nobody even sniffing. Sniffing. Kevin Durant is over 10,000 points behind him. Crazy. And LeBron doesn't look like he's slowing down. I mean, I think he's got at least a couple more years. He's going to score over 40,000 points. And, oh, as far as some of the others, you know, where did MJ fit on that? He's 6,000 behind the 38,000. Amazing. I mean, he's, he's going to put some distance between him and everybody else that I don't know if anyone will ever make up. 
All right, there you go. That is everything you need to know. We do that quarter pass to every hour here on the new Brock and Salk show. Uh, we spent a while today talking about uh, LeBron living up to the hype, living up to the just enormous expectations. There have only been so many people in our lifetime that have had LeBron style or sized expectations, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I kind of think back. I think they were huge for both Magic and, and Bird, right? Enormous expectations that they both lived up to. Yeah, and they got to kind of tee it all up, right, and play in a Final Four together, right. and it was it was just perfect. Michigan State, and it was the kid from French Lick, the Hick from French Lick, and right. they couldn't be any more different. And yeah, yeah, that kind of got built up, you know, for for that era, it got built up more than anything else. It must have been true for Kareem, right, coming out of college as Lou Alcindor and all the championships at UCLA, and then he absolutely lives up to that hype, right, mm-hmm. and becomes the NBA scoring leader and all, mm-hmm. everything that he did. But, you know, in the last few years, who's had that kind of hype as a, a, you know, coming coming up? I think Andrew Luck did, right? I mean, the whole suck for luck thing was so big and it was so important. And he was supposed to be Peyton Manning with wheels. And unfortunately, he was a good player, very good player even, but not what he was supposed to be. Mm -mm. You know, other than that, Bryce Harper's name has come up now a couple of times. And he's, he's probably lived up to it, but not exceeded it. The way LeBron did. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? Yep. Who else has had that kind of hype? Sidney Crosby Moore brought that up. He was, you know, the number one overall pick and was guaranteed to change a franchise. He has absolutely lived up to that hype. I don't know if he's exceeded it, but he certainly lived up to it. Mm-hmm. Tiger and and LeBron are really the two that not only lived up to it, they exceeded it. Well, yeah, as I said to you, it's going to be really curious to watch Arch Manning. And they have done all they could to quiet the noise. And he didn't do any of the Elite 11. He didn't, he's not on Instagram. He's not putting himself out there. He only did a social media post. he refused post. to do the Manning passing camp? No, I think maybe he's helped with some of that. Okay, but good. yeah, but he does not, he does not call out, want any of that attention because all of it's going to come anyway. And now he's in Texas and, and going to compete this spring with Quinn Ewers and everything else. Mm-hmm. And, and as far as a third generation that's going to carry that name and with those uncles and the expectations to turn Texas and everything around. Uh, I'll be I'll be watching. What's to see the bigger how What's it. the bigger pressure to turn around Texas or to be a Manning? To be a Manning. Are you sure? I think so. Okay. I mean, it's Texas, been, Texas is kind of a lot. But it's been so disappointing for I know. the last twenty years. But isn't it partly because of the pressure put on kids to try to turn around that program yeah. and everything it means in that state? It can be. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, pressures pressures a funny thing when well, we. Well, you start know what it does. You know what pressure does. Turns coal into diamonds. And it bus pipes. <laughs> it bus pipes. It bus pipes and it makes diamonds. Wow. Yep. Well, the pressure is on. We got ranked coming up in 20 minutes. Justin and I have a pretty obvious but good one for today. So uh, don't go anywhere. It's Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710, salesports.com. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio on Seattle Sports Station. All right, ranks coming up in. 15 minutes. It's a good one today. I think a pretty obvious one today, given some of the conversation we've had. Uh, can we spend a couple of minutes on uh, what's happening in Denver? There was a whole bunch of like small stories, national stories today, Brock. We kind of went over uh, LeBron quite a bit. We talked through Aaron Rodgers and his uh, darkness retreat. Uh, what do you make of this whole Sean Payton thing? We've kind of given it short shrift. So 
Peyton signs his deal. He goes to Denver. There was a big press conference, right? And mm-hmm. I saw it like he was all excited as his wife wore her orange shirt and his daughter was, you know, his daughter's doing media stuff. Have you seen her anywhere? Mm-hmm. Uh, she does some media stuff as well. She was there. It was like a whole, the whole, um, the whole Peyton family was there doing their thing. Okay. Peyton plays. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it kind of came out yesterday via Terry Bradshaw that maybe he wasn't so excited about that job and why it took so long because of the quarterback situation there. So here is Terry Bradshaw being a little uh, loose with the lips. And uh, we would talk and he would talk and talk and talk. And was a, I'd say, well, you can't go to Charlotte. That's the NFC South. Uh, you can't go to Houston. They don't have a quarterback down there. You don't want to be in Houston. Uh, where else could he have gone? Where, where? Arizona. Arizona, no, no, that quarterback. He don't want to work with that yeah. quarterback. But he'd rather work with Russ? Uh, I don't think so. But <laughs> <laughs> Ah, you know what? That's all he's got. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got no choice. But I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. He'll get the most out of him. Doesn't it sound like Terry doesn't think he's being recorded? Is that Terry or Jerry? <laughs> is that Terry Jones or is that Terry Bradshaw? <laughs> no, that's Terry Bradshaw. Jeez. But doesn't it sound like he doesn't know he's being recorded there or something? Yeah. The whole thing is just sort of There's odd. Video. There's Mike in his face. I know. <laughs> but it, just the way he's talking, that's sort of yep. what it sounds like. He just doesn't quite realize that that's what's going on. But <clears throat> all right. So do you believe him? Yeah. I do. I mean, I, I think that is what a lot does of. What say when he hears that? Well, uh, that's based on how Russ played last year. What is Russ going to say? What? What is? Look at the body of work of I last know, but year. You came here because you didn't have any other choice, and that you didn't really want to work with me. That's a tough way to start off that relationship. Uh, I, I watched you play last year, Russell, and you were brutal. And yeah, it was not terribly appealing. To come here and others backed out of this job. And frankly, if there had been the Chargers job, if they had fired Brandon Staley, guess what? Sean Payton would be in Los Angeles. If Jerry had fired Mike McCartney, you know what? Uh, Mike McCarthy, guess what? Uh, he would be in Dallas. Mm. But those things didn't happen. He didn't want to sit out another cycle. Denver backed up the Brinks truck and gave him 90 million reasons to say, okay, instead of you can't work with him, fix him. Fix him. And, you know, so I think that is going to be the spin is, hey, yeah, Russ, you know, I did say those things to Terry. You want to know why? Because we watched you do high knees on the plane to London. <laughs> but like, like Kyle reminded me, it was the 21 gaff salute is what we did last uh, for Russ yeah. last year. when we Yeah. Do you, do you want problems. me to do you want to know why over beers? I said that to Terry. Here's this uh, 12th ranked radio show up in Seattle that put together the 21 gaffs of you. <laughs> If, if you need a reminder as to maybe why I felt that way yeah. and why I said those things. Now, that's the past. And you know what you've got to do, Russ? you got to put the past behind you. And you got to play a whole lot better. And that's on me to, to get right. It's on me to fix. And really, Salk, I think he's got about a year. I think Russ he's got does. about a year. Yeah, I think you're right. It's kind of what some of the folks in, this, in the town of Denver would say yep. is that, okay, the ownership's we'll going to fix the coach this year. Can't do both. You get the coach first. And then, Russ, you got one more year. And if we've got to eat, I don't know, $60 million instead of $110 million in cap space, we've got to eat it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think at first blush, Russ, but more, more, more importantly, these people aren't going to like that sound. On second blush and reflect and go, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, my play warranted a lot of people not wanting to work with me. 
And, and, and frankly, a lot of questions because the way I handled it off the field was at times even worse than my play on the field. How do you think Terry uh, is being viewed right now by Sean Payton? Like, do you think he's happy about it? I mean, we were talking earlier about whether or not you're the person who can keep a secret or whether you're not. Are you a person who can keep a secret? Mm, no. I, I don't like I don't. I like don't think that. you are. I don't like living in that world. If someone's like, hey, I, I'm like, no, the don't, I just don't like living in like. Because no, you I'm, feel like you're lying. Yeah, I'm just trans. I, I admitted to us that he's not. So now Justin and I know we can't trust you, too. Oh, so oh, it's I'm terrible. Noted. I'm terrible. Noted. Lo- yeah. Loosest lips. <laughs> Absolutely loose lips. And Molly would tell you that, yes. I'm probably more prone, like my dad, yeah. to loose lips. You so I'm like, too. yeah, you don't really want to. I've learned that about you over the years. You're a yeah. little loose lipped because yeah. you forget what you're supposed to keep secret mm-hmm. and then you just sort of blurt it out. Mm-hmm. And so I would say you are definitely on the Terry Bradshaw side of things, as am I. I like gossip. So I, oh, I am yeah. interested in gossip and I've got like a couple people that I will gossip with. So, yes, I don't mean gossip like TMZ. I mean like gossip like about people I know. Uh-huh. Like I'm, I like that. I think yeah. that's fun, I think it's healthy. We can tell by how invested you got in the blue of Earth. Aaron well, that's Rogers just sort of funny, making drama. fun of Aaron Rodgers. No, that's when for radio. you got a new girlfriend, you got all excited. That's like, for radio, though. Like, I wouldn't spend any time <laughs> on that in my personal life. I don't really care. But for radio, I mean, certainly that's entertaining. That's part of the job. But in my personal life, I will oh, yeah. gossip oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Are either of you trustworthy? I think I am. Yeah, I would yeah. definitely think I'm a pretty I've, good secret yep. I've got secrets. Do you? Yeah. But what? Can't it's part of being a five-star friend, Salk. Yes. I could see those Part of being a five-star awesome. friend is telling your five-star friend the secrets. It's trusting them enough to have that conversation with them. Reliable confidant. Somebody you okay. can counsel with. Hmm. Well, you only tell your five-star friend secrets about, like, your two-star friends. Hmm. Okay, so I just, I just got to, I don't tell secrets about my five-star friends. No, I just got an email. Um, I got to read this. It's, it's, it really, it relates to the darkness conversation we Mm. had. Are you done with the Sean Payton in Denver or you got more? No, go ahead. Email just hits my, uh, my inbox right here. This is from sportsbetting.ag. Uh, odds of the next team that Aaron Rodgers plays on. Got a bet? Got a guess? What are the odds that, uh, out there in Vegas right now for Aaron Rodgers' next team. There's clearly two. Well, one is Vegas. One is the Raiders. And the Jets one. are the other. And the Jets are yeah. the other. The, the Raiders are like minus 300, one to three odds. The Jets are two to one, and then everybody else is 14 to one and greater. Hmm. Uh, but that's not what's compelling about this email. What's compelling about this email that uh, I just received is, you know what else you can bet on Aaron Rodgers? What substances will Aaron Rodgers consume during darkness retreats? Uh, that's literally something you can bet on. This is something you can bet on. Huh? What are what? What sort of substances are are up for uh, betting? Don't even know how to pronounce some of these things, but I'll do my best. Wow. Uh, the top of the list, both three to one odds, is something called DMT. Oh yeah. Well, that's what he's saying. The, I don't know what that is. He talked about that on Pat McAfee. That's what he's saying. The darkness retreat. It gets going in your brain and causes hallucinations naturally. Okay. Okay. Uh, the other one is, what uh, is psych- DMT. It's just it's DMT. Just Don't a hallucinogenic. Okay. Uh, the other one is P-S-I-L-O-Cybin uh, slash mushrooms. Psilocybin. Magic Sla- mushrooms. Slash magic oh, okay. mushrooms. Yes. So those are at the top of the list. Magic mushrooms yep. and DMT. Okay. Followed by ketamine. Mm-hmm. Five to one. Don't uh hum me. You're worrying me, Libby mm-hmm. guy. Just like, mm-hmm. yep. ketamine. Uh huh. Yes. Of like, course. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I got, got some in my uh, truck right uh-huh. now. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we go nitrous oxide. Sure. 
Isn't that the dentist's office? No, it was a little nitrous hit. It's like 10 seconds of being high. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, those are both five to one. Uh, then we go down to a little more traditional nicotine, um, Mary Jane, six to one. Then we go LSD acid, eight to one. That we seems go- low. That seems like good odds, by the way. If you're looking for a good bet with mm-hmm. still that you can still make some money on, <laughs> right? Like that seems like you'd still get some value out I'm of that. I'm taking bet. the DMT because I did my research on this this morning, trying to figure out what the heck he's doing, and the whole darkness experience is supposed to naturally stimulate your brain to make this what's yeah, normally a, a synthetic uh-huh. drug DMT. Right. So he, that's definitely going to happen. That's the whole reason he's there. But isn't this about taking the, isn't this brain. about taking the synthetic version? If he's already creating it in his head, right. he doesn't need the synthetic right. version. So that well, seems like the worst bet. Are the, are the people taking the bets differentiating? Between I would think they have to be right. <laughs> do you want yeah, me to continue or do you, yeah, please continue. Good? What comes okay. next? Then we go to MDMA. Go ahead. Uh huh. Uh-huh. What's well, you that? You know what that is. What yeah. ecstasy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Basically. That's ecstasy. Or um, you're, it, it also Molly. goes by Molly. Yeah. Oh, oh that goes by Molly. <laughs> you're, oh, it goes by my Molly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's nine to one. And then we go alcohol, twelve to one. I thought it was saliva, but it's uh, salvia. <laughs> salvia. By the way, alcohol is the worst bet on. That's the worst bet on here. There's no way you go do a sensory deprivation thing for four days in the darkness and decide that you want to drink while you're there. And have his glass of scotch. Mm. Right. There's no way. Although Mm. the uh, the only – you know what? As as I'm saying that, you do make a good point. Aaron Rodgers is such a contrast of everything, right? Because it's like I'm going to go play golf at a country club and then I'm going to go into the darkness and do the ayahuasca. So, yeah, maybe he does sort of mix his messages. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, a few last ones here. We go benzodiazepine. Okay. Yeah, don't. You're, just saying, you're just saying it right. That's all I'm saying. You're, you're just making me uncomfortable, <laughs> Justin. Stop it. <laughs> saying it right. Yeah. I just wait till you and Justin really get to know each other in Phoenix. I feel like Justin mm-hmm. can do some educating. Mm-hmm. Right now. Mm-hmm. You guys. Mm-hmm. What's the benzodiazepine for? I thought that's a sleep. Isn't that a sleeping I, agent? No. Oh. Huh. Uh, yeah. I was like, I thought, I thought they were like a. Painkiller, but okay. Then we go to heroin, depression, heroin, heroin, coke, meth, Whoa. and steroids. So Whoa. then we, wow, no, no mention of ayahuasca. No, it's heroin, coke, wow. meth, and steroids. They re- maybe the uh, ayahuasca was just uh, that's a given, so they didn't need to go there. Oh, no, the ketamine. Okay, uh, sorry, I got I got it backwards. Ketamine and, and uh. Ben does I got backwards. Okay. Well, wow. I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> I guess I guess that's something Can that we're happy to hear. Kill? Yeah, I know. Sorry. Wow. Okay. What is happening? So one, uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, there's like 15 different drugs that you could bet on yeah. for Aaron Rodgers. Text message. Brock paper. reading recreational <laughs> drug names is equal parts my new favorite thing and part of this show and also the cringiest thing I have ever heard. Bravo. Uh, 425 says, it sounds like Justin could sell you any of this no. if he needed to. No. What's up with that? No. Huh. Hmm. That's no. just what it says. <laughs> so, if, if, you if, you, if you're saying I have a diverse friend group, then maybe you're right. Uh, uh, let's see. 580 says no one does LSD anymore, so take it off the list. Roger's right. a holistic drug type guy. He's mm. not taking man-made chemicals. I think that's probably true. It's sort of an organic experience true. that he's going through uh, on this big retreat. Yep. Um, just listen to a lot of people discuss Burning Man. That's all, that, that's all this is. Dare must have been before Brock's time. Is that true? Uh, Just- no, that was Officer Joe Sokolik, Drug Abuse Resistance Education, Dare. Wow. That was, P- that was Piala. Yeah. Nope, I remember Officer yeah, Joe really well. A lot of people saying me and Justin need to hang out more, I guess. <laughs> so tells you a little bit about our uh, <laughs> little bit about our listening audience and what they're interested in. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> so there you go. That's uh, that's what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, who is taking his retreat into the darkness uh, for four days, which seems like an incredibly long time to choose solitary confinement. He it sounded like in in that conversation with McAfee that was maybe next week, right? So we know Derek Carr is visiting New Orleans today, right? And so that's going to be a domino. How does this all circle back to Seattle? Because it all starts to set that market a little bit for Geno. Not really, though. Eh, does where it? they end up? Well, that would knock New Orleans out if he were to go elsewhere. And Jordan Love's in Green Bay, and he ends up in New York or Vegas. That knocks them out. You think Green Bay is going to go with Jordan Love? Yeah, like, you I think, think they're they going to be okay with that? You think that based on what we've seen so far from Jordan Love, they're going to be like, yeah, let's stick with him? I don't know. I think based uh, on what happened around the NFL with Brock Purdy, what happened around the NFL with Geno Smith, what maybe. happened around the NFL with guys that, that know your stuff and, and that you want to be and have been in your incubator of growth, yeah, yeah, I think they could. So yeah. All I want to know is who is Aaron Rodgers' emergency contact? It's like who do they who like, do who they call like does, if something yeah, goes wrong? Because obviously he, we've Rogan. heard all the stories about his family. It was Joe Rogan. Oh, it could be Rogan. Could ah. be McAfee. It could be McAfee on that list. Ah. Uh huh. That would be really weird. You know, it's not his parents. Yeah, it's not <laughs> anybody in his family. Uh-uh. None of his coaches that he makes wait out at the gate for mm. him to be done with his Buddhist friends. His Buddhist friends. Well, thank you to Matt in Oregon who says, of all of you guys, Justin can obviously keep a secret. He's kept his girlfriend's secret for years. <laughs> Got a list. Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarf's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 9.45 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. Well, this should be one of the more obvious ranks that we've done uh, with all the conversation of Aaron Rodgers doing his darkness retreat. Dark ranked. Dark ranked. Like dark chocolate. Yeah. Certainly uh, the old movie, you got the dark crystal. Oh, Jim Henson. Man, ahead of its time, that was a creepy, weird experience. Mm. There's a show on HBO, His Dark Materials. Have you been to the new spot that took over the teacher's lounge in Greenwood? Uh, Not yet. I went to the teacher's lounge, but not the... What's the new spot? You just told me about that. Dark room. Yeah. Hmm. Put that on the list. Okay. Uh, We played this earlier. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Of course, a little Simon and Garfunkel. Uh-huh. You know Aussie? who was a Simon and Garfunkel fan? Huh? You know who was a Simon and Garfunkel fan? Mike Heward. Was? Coach Heward, yeah. Coach? Isn't anymore? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I can the boxer? You, I love the boxer. My parents saw Simon and Garfunkel before they were called Simon and Garfunkel. What? Yeah, do you know what they were called beforehand? Tom and Jerry. Story. Really? Yeah. Wow. They were called Tom and Jerry. My parents saw them at a like high school gymnasium. Really? Ozzy Osbourne is the Prince of Darkness. Yep. You would have gotten that one, obviously, Brock. I'm Not sure you would have gotten Katy Perry too. I'm coming at you like a dark horse. She's coming at you like a dark horse. Better be careful. Could Katy and Taylor just not coexist? Is that what happened? I don't know what their deal is. <laughs> they, they, Could they what just I remember, not? They have resolved their beef that was apparently put on them by someone else. Oh, and that's what bad blood was all about. Talk right? about gossip. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. What about the dark web? Nice, bro. <laughs> dark web. <laughs> it's got to be on this list. Um, let's see who else. Elvira was the mistress of the dark, as I'm sure you know. She was. Should that 
have been a top five. Uh, were you a fan down. of Elvira? Ah, I used to like seeing Elvira. Yeah, I could see, I could see you. Yeah, I could see you. She'd show up for sure. Uh, you get some Bruce Springsteen. Darkness on the edge of town. People will be upset. I didn't include this in my top five, and I'm sure a lot of people would. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. That, of course, Seattle residents to Aaron Rodgers in the month of November through February. <laughs> We're all in the darkness. That's, of course, from Dark Knight Rises. We have the band The Darkness. That's enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> I will follow you into the dark. If there's no one beside you when your soul embarks, then I'll follow you into the dark. Mm-hmm. Death Cab, love it. Ben Gibbard, Mariners fan. Another Big local uh, local band. Please tell me you have that. You know, just wait. Okay, good. Of course, you've got uh, the movie Dark City. If you've never seen the movie Dark City, it was The Matrix Habit. before The Matrix. Great movie. So good. Jennifer Connelly. I don't know how in your life yes. you've watched all these movies and listened to all this music. I don't know. We no got time the, to sleep? I mean, I got some time to sleep. It's important to me. You got the ghost all, in the oh, darkness, Donnie Darko. Don't let him fool you. He hasn't seen or heard all of the stuff in rank. They just Google it so that they have a bigger list that's of not true. Oh, that's not exactly they don't true. miss anything. That's, that's oh, just a right. flat line. They haven't seen or heard anything. That's obnoxious. I definitely that's a shot out of the dark right there. Negative, darkest hour from So Far So Good, So What? You seem like a Megadeth guy. Nah, no, no, no. Doesn't get the water moving? Uh, No. Uh -uh. More of an Isley Brothers guy? Yes. That's what Salk was afraid of on his solo camping experience? Darkness, yes. No footsteps in the dark. That's Eminem darkness. Mm -hmm. This is the darkest hour of my day. (laughs) Darkest hour. Great movie, Mara. Good call. Gary Oldman, terrific in that. Thank you. Don't worry, Mora. It's always darkest before the dawn. <laughs> the show's almost over. <laughs> Did you like Donnie Darko? Uh, you know what? I've never actually seen Donnie Darko. That's one you should spend some time I probably with. should. Wasn't there a Darko NBA pick, top five? Darko guy? Milicic. Oh, yeah. Perfect, Darko. perfect today because of LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he picked right after He's LeBron? terrible. Terrible. Yeah, that didn't work out didn't very work well. Out. No, not so much for him. All right, are you uh, are you ready for the top five darks? We're going with dark rank. Nickelodeon, are you afraid of the dark in there? Uh, I don't know what that is. I'm not, not I, dude. You know I'm what? too old for that Nickelodeon stuff. What? What? Really? I'm too old for that stuff. I didn't do Nickelodeon. I didn't have cable as a kid. Sorry. Number five. You think Aaron Rodgers is going to be listening to this while we just in his darkness retreat? People are going to be upset that that's number five. They think it should be higher? Probably. Dark Side of the Moon is definitely taking over the text. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Uh-huh. Album. Great album. I like Pink Floyd, but I have trouble loving Pink Floyd, if that makes any sense. Well, if you would have taken some of the drugs that Aaron's going to take yeah, on... Maybe yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. Number four for me is the movie Zero Dark Thirty. Every time that oh, movie's on, yes. I will watch something. Yeah. Good. That's good. That's a great movie. Great Fantastic. Movie. Each, I like the first half of it and the second half. They're very different, and both are awesome. 
really rewatchable. So that's number four. Number three, not the name of the song, but. That gets that gets water moving. Metallica will get get you water moving. Any any opportunity to see Metallica live is worth it, and that song always delivers. Still, they still deliver. I mean, it's been a couple of years since I saw them. Twenty twenty four. In five years, when they finally (laughs) show up here, you can tell me how they were. That's number three on my list here of dark ranked. Number two, back to the boss. A young Courtney Cox being called up on stage to dance with Bruce Springsteen. Horrifying when we all found out later that that wasn't real. As a kid, was 100% sure that he just took a random girl out of the the crowd to go dancing with Mm. her. Sad that Mm. he was an actress. Huge bummer. Mm. I see what you're done here. After all of me coming down on you about whether or not you even like sports, right. I see. I, you think you affected me? I know your game, Saul. You think you've you affected me? You know me, and I know you, <laughs> and I know exactly what number one is going to be. I think there's really only one thing that could be number one on this list. Pretty obvious if you've listened to this show for any time. Look at me. Just one play at a time. All right? There's no rush on anything. We are going to follow you. You lead us, okay? Like I told you before, you lead us to darkness, we will follow you, okay? So strap your up and let's get this. Let's do this. Doug Baldwin, follow you into darkness. All Ross wants to do is, is, please go away. (laughs) I'm trying to play. It's freezing cold. It's like negative 50. Please Uh just leave me alone. Uh Uh-huh. 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 Kind of like me with Justin with all those drugs. Uh-huh. Yeah, stop. Uh-huh. I'm not that guy. I will follow you into darkness. Doug Baldwin. Do you enjoy that more? can't keep a secret, though. No, I never enjoy any of this. You know that. That was a shot in the more dark, Saul. Sort of dark, dank, and depressed, as far as I can tell. Dark, dark passenger like in Dexter. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Stick around for Bump and Stacy. They'll be more uplifting next. Until then, the hay. Hey, 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 h